welcome everyone to Super Kicking with Steven. That's right, Super Kicking it with Steven, your favorite host right here, Stephen A. 1181, rocking my Batista shirt, and you will see why in just a few minutes. There's a tease for you. I learned something from listening to many, many hours of sports talk radio. You always got to get the tease. Greg should be here. I am checking Facebook feverishly to see uh, where he's at. <laughs> so when he comes, you will be on here. But been a couple weeks since we talked about AEW. So we'll get caught up on that stuff. We had backlash last week. Just a lot of good stuff. AEW double or nothing heading into uh, the picture soon. Last weekend of May, then the weekend of June, we have Alan Cell for WWE. We have NXT in your house. It is a busy, busy time. But Let's just get started right away with some news and notes. That's right. Mr. Dave Bautista is celebrating, or it was 20 years ago to the date of May 9th, I believe it was, his, uh, his entrance into WWE, uh, kind of as a preacher, the deacon for Devon Dudley at the time. Then, of course, hooked up with Legacy, I mean, with uh, Evolution, then became the Animal, just a lot of good stuff for Batista. Now, of course, I would love to give all the ultimate tribute to Batista by playing his theme song while I'm talking in tribute of him. But darn you, Facebook, darn you, YouTube, every other streaming, live streaming event. That does not allow copyrighted music, you know, because of copyright issues and all that good stuff. So I do not want to get us, you know, off the air with the beautiful tones of I Walk Alone by Saliva, which was Batista's song for many, many, many moons. Uh, so the only tribute I can think of is to give you some spoken word of... I Walk Alone, Batista's theme song. So I need to get ready. I need to get my reading glasses on. There we go. They are on. I hope you are ready for this. Here we go. Tribute to Batista. Many years in WWE. Hall of Famer. And just all around good guy outside. So here we go. Are you ready? I Walk Alone by Saliva. This television has a poison on its breath. This counterculture of both wicked lives and death. It makes my eyes bleed every time I turn around. How will they all feel when I bring them to the ground? And I said, I walk for miles inside this pit of danger. A place where no one follows me. I walk alone. Is that good enough? That's good enough, right? When Greg comes back on, hopefully he shows up soonish. I will, of course, endear him with the dulcet tones of that as well. Uh, I had a couple thoughts on Batista. First, I was, you know, the angel question. Where does Batista fall in the, you know, legacy of WWE? Where is his ranking, per se? And, you know, it's kind of tough. I think he came up right with Brock Lesnar. Right with John Cena, right with Randy Orton. I mean, those four were OVW. You know, that's the class that will never be touched. So I, 
it's hard. It's not top 10 for Batista. I don't even know if it's top 20. You know, but, you know, outside top 30, sure, you know, him and Orton are right there. I think Orton with the longevity and the fact that Orton's been so durable and Orton still is succeeding is going to give him the edge. John Cena had, you know, a decade at least of just being on top. And Brock Lesnar, I think even Brock Lesnar's kind of last run really cemented where he belongs. So, you know, if if it comes down to it, unfortunately, Batista gets a little probably downplayed because of all that. But, you know, still being in top 30, you know, 30 to 40 range of all-time great performers, I mean, that's, you know, still a really solid career. And like I said, if The Rock isn't going in the Hall of Fame next year, then it's all Batista or Triple H. I mean, that's, you know, those are probably your two choices right now. I, I think Batista probably makes more sense. Give Triple H a year or so, then let him, you know, wherever the next WrestleMania will be. But, uh, you know, maybe both of them at the same time make sense too. So, And then also the other question I have is, you know, this move to acting that Batista has done, where does it compare probably to John Cena? And that is where I give the edge to Batista. I mean, being Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, has to give him the edge. You know, small role in the Avengers, but, you know, being a, a very focal point of Guardians of the Galaxy, I think kind of a surprise, you know, that I don't know if people expected him to be as well in that role as he is. Now, John Cena has the peacemaker that I think is going to, you know, really give him an edge as far as a TV show is concerned with another season of that. So, uh, but, you know, Batista has some pretty solid movies out there that I think really, you know, have really given him that, you know, interesting favor over John Cena when it comes to movie, TV careers. So uh, we still haven't seen, you know, John Cena, you know, can hold over the SNL. You know, he's, I believe, posted a few times. Haven't, I don't think we've seen Batista host SNL, which I think he'd do awesome at. So. Uh, maybe that's something down the road. But yeah, both guys definitely making the move from WWE wrestling to, you know, holding their own in movies and TV. So. And then also there was a little bit of news where uh, Paige, you know, former WWE, well, not former, I guess she's still technically listed as a superstar. Uh, she said maybe being a manager of Ronda Rousey. Now we all have agreed and said many a times Ronda Rousey needs a manager. She needs a mouthpiece. She needs something to kind of hold her own on that end because, uh, yeah, her promos at times are just all over the place. I think when Rhonda can play off someone, she does okay. Uh, but like on Friday night, just kind of give her own spiel is very tough. So now my only doubt, my only qualm against this is, is Paige really that much better promo wise? You know, at times, Paige, I don't think she was, you know, there's nothing of Paige, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's a great promo. So, you know, putting her with Rousey, Ronda Rousey, is that even an upgrade? I mean, the only, you know, you know, my, the biggest thing has to be Heyman. You know, give me Paul Heyman with Ronda Rousey. Maybe you could do MVP. You know, I think he's on that level. 
But yeah, if we're going to give anybody to Ronda Rousey, it's going to be Paul Heyman. I think if we want to see Paige back, you know, maybe as a manager of someone else, maybe something, someone up and coming, uh, even though Paige is still young. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what's interesting as well. I don't think she's even hit 30 yet. So, uh, but or just Paige back in the ring overall. So, uh, yeah, those were kind of my two bits of news. Uh, just kind of, you know, still checking the, the old Facebook to see if Greg will join us. If not, no worries. We'll get him back next week. Uh, but yeah, let's do a quick commercial break while we let the tribute to Batista digest and uh, your thoughts on maybe Ronda Rousey and Paige being linked together. So let's do some quick Rogue Energy commercial talk and then uh, we'll get right back into Raw talk. Damian Priest of IDQ, so we did have that happen. Um, 
you know, we're, I would like to see some sort of tag, you know, maybe Damian Priest and uh, um, Edge against Finn and AJ in the cell. I don't know if we're going to get it, but I think that would be something to watch. I mean, at least we'll get the tag team match. Maybe we'll get a six-man match or um, Hell in a Cell, actually. That's probably where we're going with that. So, uh, Bobby Lashley invaded the MVP lounge. We also have Cedric Alexander, you know, kind of getting in the fold. Uh, you know, I guess we're going to get another Lashley and almost match. Probably, a, you know, that has to be the last match for both those guys. And uh, I don't know where Lashley will go after that. That's a downfall. You know, if he wins, what does that do for almost? But if almost wins, he probably can keep moving on. So, uh, also, some other things happened. We had Sonya Deville officially out as a WWE official, and then she was in a match against Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss returned and just destroyed her. Hopefully, Alexa Bliss gets featured down. You know, hopefully, we're not, I think it's been since Extreme Rules, we haven't seen Alexa Bliss. And, you know, not really sure what the character is. She still had Lily, but almost looked like the more of the goddess role. So, you know, maybe trying to work all her, you know, parts of her character together into that. But we will shall see. Uh, Champa defeated Mustafa Ali. You know, I still think this was the Miz kind of involved with that. So we'll probably get Ali and the Miz at Hellenist Cell. You know, where does Champa get pushed into all that? I still think Champa makes a lot of sense for. Judgment Day, and I hope that Edge is really vouching for that. Um, since, you know, Edge did kind of mention they're still looking possibly for more members. So uh, we can't forget that Ken Owens, the, the brother of Kevin Owens, took out Ezekiel with Alpha Academy. So you kind of wonder who will Ezekiel get to kind of, you know, back his in. Not really sure where that will go, but, you know, Kevin Owens and Ezekiel have made this fun. It, it shouldn't be this fun, but it is. So. Uh, Veer got another win. Not much there. Cody Rose defeated Theory. Uh, Austin Theory by DQ. I do, as much as I want Cody Rose to probably win the WWE title or Universal title, I think that US title would look damn good around his waist. And I think he could do the open challenge. I think he could do what he did the TNT title, you know, TNT title in AEW, you know, really build it up and then let somebody be it for it. So you, but I still feel like Cody will get featured highly into things as far as the, you know, the main event picture and Cody or Seth Rollins came in to kind of, you know, cause the DQ, take out his throat. I do think we'll see both of them involved in Hell in the Cell. I think Cody and Seth in the cell match just makes a lot of sense, so uh, we'll kind of go there. Uh, another pairing that we just kind of seen put together, Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Uh, you know, they, they got defeated by Sasha Banks Naomi, obviously. And we just, I don't, they definitely don't know what they're doing with Nikki Ash anymore. Uh, and it just, I think, like I said, I think the writing's there. It wouldn't surprise me if she's on the release books soon. Uh, Dewdrop, you know, she kind of had her moment and then they just kind of gave up. I don't know if they gave up on her or just, you know, moved on, but um, very interesting that, you know, she was so heavily featured and now she's, you know, teaming with Nikki Ash. So, 
And then finally, we had Bianca Belair and Asuka in the match. It didn't no contest because he had Becky Lynch to wreck things. Uh, so all three of these women, maybe we won't get the fight. Because right now, Bianca Belair has no challengers. I mean, that's the downfall. You probably need Asuka and Becky involved with her. So that's why that kind of happened there. I think I'd rather have Bianca have a legit contender. And then you sell Asuka and Becky one-on-one to kind of take a, you know, get away from that title picture for a minute. But right now, there's just no title contenders for Bianca Belair. So it makes a lot of sense that you have to have Asuka and Becky involved in that title picture. Uh, let's talk some NXT. Uh, we had, you know, Toxic Attraction defeat Wendy Chu and Roxanne Perez. Roxanne takes the, the pin. Uh, I would have liked, you know, you probably should have had Wendy Chu take the pin because you're really trying to build up Roxanne, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Joe Gacy tried to get Ron Breaker to join his movement. Of course, the big story there is who are the two hooded figures? You know, do we see them revealed soon? Probably so. Uh, another interesting habit of this episode of NXT was how heavily featured women were. I think 21 different women were featured on the two-hour show of NXT. That's pretty darn good and, you know, not really making a big deal about it. But, you know, finally, you know, really featuring women to kind of give them a, you know, the whole uh, look of things or give them a high feature on it. Because uh, we have two um, women's breakout tournament. I was kind of surprised you have Nikita Lyons in. I think she's been featured heavily. I don't think she necessarily needs to be in this, you know, uh, women's tournament, but she was, so there you go. She picked up a win. Fallon Henley picked up a win. And, you know, so there you go. Those women moving on. Alba Fire defeated Amari Miller. Uh, obviously, Kate, formerly Kaylee Ray, is, you know, picking up wins as her new name kind of, you know, takes off. And I will give the NXT credit, NXT crowd credit, actually challenge Alba Fire. So there you go. Not trying to stick to her name, but uh, we also have Cameron Grimes kind of, you know, getting challenged by Solo Sequoia. And then Trick Williams, Carmella Hayes kind of taking them out, but Solo makes the same. So at NXT in your house, it will be Cameron Grimes and Trick, or sorry, and Carmella Hayes, which, you know, I still don't know if we might just switch the title there. And then also, we are going to see the Creed Brothers take on Pretty Deadly. I think Creed Brothers desperately need a win. Uh, we, we did see Damian, Damon Kemp get added to Diamond Mine, so maybe Roger Strong isn't quite on the out yet. But, you know, you would have to wonder how much longer you're going to be there. So, uh, you know, kind of keep building Diamond Mine that way. Uh, Saray and Andre Chase defeated Tiffany Stratton and Grayson Waller. I still do like the teaming of Grayson Waller and Tiffany Stratton. I don't necessarily need them in a relationship like we've seen so many times featured, but I do think we kind of need them at least in a partnership that, you know, they both kind of want to use each other in a way to get what they want. So, and then also Natalia defeated Cora Jade, but the only thing that, you know, the strongest thing here was that Natalia beat Cora Jade via referee stoppage. So, we didn't necessarily have Cora Jade tapping out. She didn't quit. She just couldn't continue. That's still, you know, because she still ultimately has to overcome Natalia, I think, when it's all said and done. And at Andrew House, that would make a lot of sense. 
So there we go. Um, SmackDown stuff. Uh, we also, you know, we SmackDown was just an interesting kind of show of, you know, like I said, with the whole RK Bro Uso setting this winner take all tag team unification match. Supposedly going to happen next win or next Friday night. Supposedly. <laughs> because who's to say something doesn't happen, but I do think we either need to, as they say, poop or get off the pod <laughs> with this whole, you know, will they, won't they. You know, give us a unification match, have a winner, and then you can split up the tag team titles down the road. But you just can't keep it going back and forth and, you know, saying you're not going to do it, then say you will do it, say you won't do it. It just it just doesn't, it's not making anything better for the tag team division. So, uh, Riddle defeated Sami Zayn, a really strong match. I mean, RK Bro is just, they're probably, what, the most over right now as far as the main roster is concerned. Maybe even the all, you know, all of the whole WWE right now. So, and then Orton just looks like he's having a lot of fun, which is always fun to see. Uh, Ronda Rousey wanted to call herself the fighting championship. We did see that Ronda, or sorry, Charlotte Flair will be out for some time. I believe there's a, a talk of her getting married soon to Andrade. I know he hasn't been featured on WRAW, so, you know, they must be taking some time for that. Maybe, you know, taking a few weeks off to get married, you know, get that all squared away. So, um, we also had, you know, Raquel Rodriguez put up a real good fight. I thought it looked really good against Ronda Rousey. So, there, I think that looked really good for that. Uh, Happy Corbin and Matt Cat Moss continued their feud. This time, you know, you had Corbin break the Andre the Giant trophy over Matt Cat Moss. Uh, you know, just showing right there, you know, that he still has issues with it. I don't think we need this feud to continue, but it still continues. So, there we go. And then also we had Sasha Banks and Naomi defeat Shayna Baszler and Natalia in the tag team match. Right now, there's just no tag team contenders. You know, no, we just don't have any tag team for Sasha Banks and Naomi. So, I'm going to assume... We're still going to get Shane and Baszler and Natalia still going after them. Because right now, yeah, I just don't know who else. Also, Bush picked up a big win as we still have Bush and Kofi Kingston, New Day, you know, Xavier Woods, Rich Holland, and Sheamus still feuding. Uh, you know, who's going to be the, the third man to show up for New Day? Because we just eventually need to get them all together. But, you know, we're not getting Big E anytime soon. So we definitely need some sort of you know, way to even the sides out. But we haven't done that yet. So. Uh, yeah, that's my SmackDown talk. Uh, still no word for break. So, you know, we're just going to keep rolling. And uh, we'll catch him probably next week. I'll give you some AEW news. And uh, I don't know. We'll probably just maybe have a truncated show today. If he, uh, he can show up, then he will catch back up in a minute. But haven't heard anything otherwise. So hopefully everything is all right. Uh, let's do a, another commercial break before we get to the last call. Or sorry, before we get to AW talk and then the last call. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see where we're at with the show.
AEW talk, AEW talk. We're, uh, we're heading to double or nothing. And right now, you know, we got Serena D, Thunder Rosa, you know, for the title. We have Hangman Adam Page, you know, Punk for the title. I believe the buy-in show now will be Hook and Danhausen against M- or, uh, Mark Sterling and um, Tony Meese. Uh, we'll get into Tony Heath and uh, how well he picked up a win. But right now, you know, I, I'm still waiting where, you know, House of Black versus Death Triangle probably should happen and some sort of Mike's Out match or Gimmicky match. Uh, maybe we might, you know, we'll have the finals of the Owen Hart tournament, I'm sure, for both sides of the fence, the women's and the men's. Uh, you know, I don't know who's going to go after uh, the tag team championship right now. The TNT title, you know, was going back and forth. We definitely have to talk about that as I'm not sure what they're doing with that right now. Uh, I was pretty excited when I saw Scorpio Sky got it back. But then after Friday night, you wonder, well, why is he turning again? So just some interesting, you know, kind of twists and turns as we head into. But um, speaking of the Owen Hart tournament, we saw another opening round match with Adam Cole and Dax Harwood. Adam Cole picks up the win, but Dax Hardwood gets all the flowers for how well he's performed as a single guy, you know, and just showing what he can really do outside the tag team. I think that's saying a lot for how how strong Dax really is, and even Cash for his own all the time. So when they work together, obviously they're one of the greatest tag teams, if not the best tag teams right now going. But Adam Cole moves on, and Adam Cole's in a weird spot, I think, because you know, is he losing momentum from where he was? Probably so. You know, I think putting him into the title picture so quickly probably didn't help things. And you just wonder where, you know, maybe a, a win in this own heart tournament can get him right back going on the right direction. But um, also see him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'd be interested to see where Adam Cole's going to go, you know, these next couple of weeks and what he'll do for double or nothing. CM Punk. One against John Silver. John Silver was all kind of the the love story there. Uh, he's from Long Island, so it makes a lot of sense. And CM Punk, the the CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page is very. I'm kind of losing interest in it, unfortunately. We don't know who to root for. You know, we had Hangman Adam Page kind of feel like he was going heelish in it. Then I thought CM Punk was going heel you know, kind of turning the crowd against him on on Wednesday night. So, why? Well, and I just, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm still going to hold out hope that the match delivers, but right now the story's not there. You know, I, I think with them kind of not engaging with each other as much and, you know, the, the, the video announcement of it, I mean, we, you know, we didn't really have a, a pure face-to-face confrontation to really set up the match. We just had a video of it. So it just makes me wonder, you know, where if people are still into this. Because right now, I just don't, I don't see the fire there. I don't, I don't know what it is. If they just aren't clicking, or if they're just waiting to hold back until the match. But right now, there's just something kind of missing from it. And I don't know if they will get it, if they'll get that spark, you know, even during the match. So yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know if a title change will help things at double or nothing. But we'll kind of see where things go. Um, speaking of which, we saw the debut 
of Dan Housen, the long-awaited <laughs> debut of Dan Housen, in a squash match. That's right, a squash match. Uh, I think that tells us where they, they kind of, I think they will feature Dan Housen more as a side character. You know, I don't think he's ever going to be featured highly. Tony Nese picks up a win. I don't know when the last time Tony Nese picked up a win, but hey, he picked up a win here. So. Uh, next up, we have MJF soaking in all the adulation of his hometown crowd. Uh, Wardlow not really getting a lot of love, but, you know, it comes over nothing. Wardlow is getting all the love, I think, I can assure you of that. So the contract signing was Wardlow will now have to endure, endure uh, 10 lashings, you know, by a whip. I believe, I think they did this before in some match. I think it was Cody Rhodes or something. And then there's going to be a steel cage match with Sean Spears to get the match against MJF. I think, you know, this is just a way to kind of get to the match. You know, I think, you know, if you do that all in one night, it's probably way too much. So it sounds like the lashes will happen next Wednesday night, and I'm guessing the steel cage match happens the week after or, or that same week. But no matter what, we are getting MJF and Wardlow, and I really do think Wardlow should pick up there. Ricky Starks picks up the win against Jungle Boy. Not, I don't really got any thoughts on that. I just, you know, we're still getting Swerve and um, Keith Lee and Jungle Boy, or Ricky Starks and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. The other little side story, though, was Jungle Boy and Christian, and, you know, kind of embracing after the fact. I do think we're going to get Christian turning on Jungle Boy, and that probably needs to happen soon. I mean, we had the look in his eyes, like, he's kind of over this, and I thought you'd pull the trigger there, but you do wonder if maybe maybe that might be a match to do Jungle Boy and Christian at Double or Nothing. So, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society victory speech. I don't know what they're celebrating. They they won something, but the biggest thing was here, the, the, the Blackpool Combat Club, and Eddie Kingston, along with um, Santana and Ortiz, even the sides, uh, you kind of had six on five now. So do you give, you know, Jericho somebody else to kind of have six on six now? Or do you just kind of do an all-out fight? I mean, three versus three versus three. I don't, I don't know which direction we're going. That's why this was kind of a confusing segment. You know, I think if you... You want to finish up the story of Eddie Kingston with Proud and Powerful against Jericho and his goons, and then maybe the you know the Blackpool Combat Club step in. But this is kind of a confusing segment, I thought. Uh, Tony Storm picks up a win. You know, we'll see. Uh, next up, we do have Samoa Joe facing the Joker, and we also have um, Brett Baker facing the Joker. So next Wednesday night, we'll see two debuts possibly, or you know, two new signees if it goes that way. So, and Jeff Hardy in the year 2022 <laughs> picks up a win against Darby Allen. And I, yeah, I just, once again, don't agree with it. I, Darby really needs to win here. Darby needs to move on. And this is an anything goes match, which I think they, the writing is there that Jeff Hardy just can't do a regular match anymore. That's definitely, you know, that's got to be telling. So, you know, you just don't, I don't know. Darby should pick up the win. <laughs> that's all I got there. Darby should pick up the win. 
So, um, yeah. And then Rampage, uh, we had Death Triangle defeat the Butcher Blade and Marquis Quinn. Mark Quinn, sorry, via pinfall. Lights went out, House of Black is there. Lights go back out, and House of Black something. I assume that's going to be a Lights Out match at Double or Nothing, or some sort of, you know, gimmicky. I wish I could think of something kind of different, maybe outside the box, but, but right now it probably just makes sense to do the, the old Lights Out match. Then that way neither team gets hurt by the win or the loss. So, uh, Sean Spears defeated Bear Boulder by pinfall and then took him out with a chair. Uh, just kind of building up Sean Spears. Ruby Soho won. She moves on in the uh, women's Owen Hart tournament match. And then also Frankie Kazarian was defeated by Scorpio Sky and even taken out by Scorpio Sky. But then you have Sammy Guevara, who's still a heel, kind of still going after... And I think he even had his own TNT title. And he was going after, you know, Scorpio Sky, who's kind of a heel now. I, I'm just confused by which direction they're going. This is like the Hangman Adam Page and CM Punk. I just don't know who to root for right now. You know, I would have thought that, you know, we'd have, you know, Scorpio Sky the face, even if I don't care for Dan Lambert. And, you know, yeah, Damon Guevara, who definitely has just really turned unlikable lately. As the heel, but now we're we're just going in an odd direction with it. So yeah, we'll just kind of see where things go with that. But um, yeah, that's kind of what I got for AW. Still no word for Greg, and not even active since three hours ago. So I will assume he is not going to be able to make it tonight, which is okay. Uh, like I said, we'll kind of get him next week as we go into our last call and kind of wrap up the show here. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. Alrighty, we're at our last call. As you can see, I wasn't quite ready for it. Uh, I told, I messaged Greg earlier and said, hey, it's all yours because I knew I, I hadn't given it yet. So, uh, unfortunately... I don't have a last call, but um, definitely thank you for tuning in. And we'll get back to the full-out show next week as uh, we catch back up with Greg and get him back on here. Uh, yeah, uh, last call is, you know, go Batista. <laughs> uh, my favorite Batista movie is obviously Gardens of the Galaxy. Even though I did enjoy the, um, now of course I won't remember the name of it, uh, but the, the the movie that he was a uh, uh, with an Uber driver. Uh, oh man, now I can't. Now, of course, I have to look him up and, you know, see what the name of the movie was. And, you know, I can't, of course, do that as I'm talking. But it was. I even watched it and now I can't remember it. Stuber. Yes, it's Stuber. With um, Kumal. Najia, who was in the Eternals, and that was Batista. Kind of a fun little, you know, comedy, action, all that good stuff. So, 
Um, yeah, that he was in Dune, which earned a lot of stuff, a lot of awards. I have not seen his Army of the Dead, but I believe that's a Netflix special. And yeah, so Batista has quite the roles as a movie star, but um, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy is high on the list. Of, they just wrapped up filming, so we'll get that third one, I believe, next year. And uh, I think it'll be kind of cool to see the all tied together with what's going on there. So, other than that, um, I will let you guys know where Greg ran off to next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of finish up the show there and uh, call it a day. So, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Catch us next week on Super Kicking It with Steven.